Good morning. Welcome to the Celtic Way Morning Briefing Live. Happy Valentine's Day if you're that way inclined. I'm Tony Haggerty at a Haggerty 10 on the Twitter handle. It's February the 14th and I'm joined today by Sean Martin at Sean Martin TCW. We'll have a wee Celtic Way bromance today, won't we, sir? <laughs> I was going to ask you, I'm surprised <laughs> you're not, if you're not that way inclined, Tony. I thought you were a romantic in, at heart, but obviously it's just about the football. Poor Carol. I'm always about the football, <laughs> Sean, yeah, but I'm a footballing romantic and I'm a romantic at heart, but actually myself and my wife, Carolyn, we don't really celebrate Valentine's Day. No. There you go. No, not a big Why not? Just the commercialisation of... Yes, I think it's something to do with the, uh, the commercialisation of St. Valentine's Day, indeed. Yeah, but yeah, as to, in terms of being a football romantic, you know me, traditionalist, total football romantic, so there you go. <laughs> anyway, guys, if you celebrate that, happy Valentine's Day to you and happy Valentine's Day to you, Sean. I'll say that anyway, all right? <laughs> now, first and foremost, got a deal that you're going to love, haven't we, Sean? We've got a deal that everybody will love and get involved in this, guys, because we're giving away two tickets for the cup final, Celtic versus Rangers, Hamden, Sunday, February the 26th. And what do you have to do? Get their hands on them. If you're an existing subscriber, you fill out the form that comes in your email box and you'll be entered into the draw. And if you're a new subscriber, it'll cost you a pound for three months for full access to everything that we do on the, on the website. And also, you'll get that form, fill it out, and you'll be able to have a chance to win two tickets to Celtic Rangers Cup Final, February the 26th. Sean, we can't say fairer than that, can we? Thank you, guys, for all your hellos. Cheers. All, all the best to you. Hope you have a, a cracking day. But what a deal that is, Sean. Aye, it certainly is. I, um, I was just going to say that there's, I've still been, there's been a few people kind of struggling to get the, either the entry form or, okay. or, uh, or figure out where it is and stuff. So, again, if you search your inboxes, it should be there. If it's not, fire me a direct message on Twitter or an email. And uh, David Hughes is one of one such. Uh, we, we got him sorted this morning. Um, he sent me, actually, what's the ideal is if you can't find it and you are emailing me and you've searched your inbox and all that, just send me the email which you've subscribed with and it should be all right. I should be able to look you up and all that and get you get you the entry form sorted. So I had a couple of people struggle to get the entry form, but we'll, we'll get there in the end, Tony, and there'll be, there'll be quite a few names in that draw, I'd imagine. Well, without a doubt, without a doubt. Feeling the love, guys. Thank you very much, Adrian Stone. Love you too, Tony. Straight back <laughs> at you, Adrian. There you go. What, what a way to wake up, Sean, and start the show. And we also say thank you to our new sponsors, Seneca. The Celtic Way Morning Briefing is now sponsored by Seneca Medical Group. And as you know, Seneca are the number one hair transplant company in Europe and they offer innovative hair restoration treatments and you can find out more about Seneca via the links in the description of this video. So there I you go. That, I thought that might have been my Valentine's Day present, Tony, but no such luck. No such luck, no. No, no, um, no hair transplant. No. as far as I'm aware, no. <laughs> and, yeah, well, I hope you get a card, sir. That's, that's, that's a card or a new hairdo, who knows? Who knows? One of the two. You might even get a wee odd by the end of the show from myself. <laughs> I think of something, but there you have it. Anyway, guys, talk about the leather belts, the Marjorie Proops, the fuzzy felts. Let's do it. Now, Sean, we'll start on a kind of, not a downer per se, but our old friend Fabrizio Romano has been <laughs> <laughs> in the news today. And he's telling us that Carol Starfelt's on the radar of, doesn't name them, but 
every English club by the sounds of it, <laughs> every EPL club, uh, I've got their radar and phasers on stun for Carol Starfelt. We speak about Carol Starfelt a lot on here because he divides opinion, but yep. we genuinely big him up for all the good things that he does. We talk about certain things that we don't like. Yeah, we spoke about the penalty at Ibrox yesterday, penalty on Saturday, but genuine, generally, Carol Starfelt, alongside Cameron Carter Vickers, is the safest houses. They've not lost a domestic game. The two of them have partnered together. They had that recent run of clean sheets where Carol Starfelt mm-hmm. played in the mall. So, uh, the sign says don't walk, Sean. As far as I'm concerned, Celtic try to build a team, not dismantle it. And I'm sure, like everything else, the manager will just, he'll probably not even be aware of it and no care, will he? No, I don't think you will, no. Um, I mean, first of all, I, it's friend of the show, Fabrizio Romano, uh, <laughs> just just lobbing that one out there. Yeah. Um, just just lobbing it out there willy-nilly, eh? Uh, yeah. To be honest, would it be disrespectful to say that my first thought when I read his tweet linking a Celtic defender when I moved to the English Premier League was, was at least it's not Carter Vickers? Yeah. Okay, um, I think a lot of people might have might have been of a similar ilk, and I, I don't mean that disrespectfully to Carl, Star, Carl Starfield, but it, it was the first thing that went through my head. Um, I mean, when you look at it logically, in terms of this, when I do the checklist and all that, he'll be 28 in the summer. He gets in Sweden squads, but he's not what you'd call an established international yeah. player in the truest sense, I suppose. He's under contract until 2025 with Celtic, so he, at the end of this season, he'll still have two more, which is good for Celtic, um, obviously. Uh, we spoke about him yesterday in terms of he's the kind of guy who will go in for a title or even if it ends up in a penalty, that kind of thing. So he's a front foot defender in the sense that if he's given a choice between trying to intercept or trying to go for a title or standing off, he'll probably go for it, rightly or wrongly. We kind of spoke about that. Uh, Most of the time I would say that he's right, especially domestically, most of the time he gets it right. I think he would probably suit some teams in England that won't ask him to play out quite as often as Celtic do because when it comes to the the traditional defensive stuff, I think he seems fairly comfortable to me. But ultimately, you're right. One, it's only one tweet. There is no club named. There is nothing apart from he might be on some club's radar in the summer. Um, So you can't take that too seriously yet. But more than anything else, I think think you're right that nobody will be that bothered at this juncture. Adrian Stone said something I said to you off camera just before we came on, didn't mm-hmm. I? The reality is that every Celtic player has been looked at by somebody because we are a successful team. That's exactly what I said to Sean Aidan uh, before we came on. And uh, I, be- I firmly believe that too. And I firmly believe that the manager uh, goes about it the right way. He would be disappointed if they weren't being looked at by somebody. But they're here, they're happy, they're playing. And uh, until some somebody puts something in front of him, which he always says that he has mm-hmm. to deal with, then Michael Nicholson et al. can deal with all of that kind of stuff. Isn't that right, Sean? That's correct. Uh, it's, it's, it's all right when your your only competitive loss since that Scottish Cup semi in April is Real Madrid and the Bernabeu, is what I would say. It's, it's all right. That's the only time he's been competitively since then. Uh, all right, he did spend a wee bit of time out injured at the start of the season, but still, him and Cameron Carter-Vickers together as a as a central defensive unit have been exceptionally consistent. They've been a, a results getting machine, Tony. Uh, yeah. I, I would say it, B Harvey came in here saying Starman must stay. Uh, Fishing Stevie says doubt an English Premier League team would want him, which can be summed up by Jason Lee saying Starfelt quite simply is a polarizing player, Tony. Another thing I say this 
<laughs> I like this from Adrian Stone again. Pretty sure the Belfast have been looked at too. Um, catering staff, you name it, they're all there. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, I, he does polarise opinion, doesn't he, Starfelt? Because mm-hmm. he does a lot of good things. And as I say, he has, there are times when he can look awkward and somebody put in the comments there that he looks cumbersome. That's a word that I've used to describe him before, uh, Carol Starfelt. But gets a bad rap at times as well because his mistakes are highlighted more than MDs, I guess. Uh, but no, I, I think he's a solid and a competent defender and alongside Cameron Carter Vickers. I always think Celtic are the safest houses. As I said, I didn't see them conceding on Saturday up until Carol dangled the leg. Yeah. Um, he gave away the penalty and that was probably the only way uh, St. Lund would have scored. But uh, yeah, the star is a very... Sorry, I missed that comment there, Sean. The star is a very good defender. Was that what it says? Uh, the star is a very good defensive player on the best header of a ball. And then Robert Gibson saying Starfield, Cameron Carter Vickers are Celtic's number one pairing at the back. Um, I mean, I it's ultimately it's one tweet, and he is a transfer insider, transfer guru, and stuff. But he was also repeated, not wrong, but repeatedly just just way to the mark about the Yuranovic stuff right up until it actually happened. So yes. I wouldn't get too wouldn't get too worried. Yeah, especially since there's no transfer window yet anyway. So you're you're waiting until the summer regardless. Uh, but on face value, Tony, yeah. I think we're both of a mind that. Well, I'll not, not, I'll not speak for you, but my mind is that if it's a very good offer, then you consider it, and anything else is just noise. Yeah, I always think that these things are all noise, to be honest. And I go along with the manager until something's put in front of him that he has to deal with, and, you know, let others deal with that. But it would have to be a very good offer to shift Starfield, wouldn't it? Let's be honest. And as you see, I know he's 28. I know he wants to be part of the Euro 24 squad for Sweden. We'll mm-hmm. see how it goes. Andrew Villiers, he does a good job playing his non-preferred side. No, he does. I, I mean, that's, that's something I've been... I, I mean, I wrote about yeah. it in terms of Stephen Welsh at the start of last season. Uh, that that AZ Almar game in particular. But it, it applies to Starfield that, all right, he's been playing it a lot longer. And, and the article I wrote about Welsh was more about the fact that he just gets thrown in there uh, in a way. Um but at some point that was true about Starfield as well. He's right footed, had played right centre back the overwhelming majority of his career before it, and had he started playing left centre back for a team that also demands you play a lot more with the ball than he's used to as well. So that all that all ties into to, to how impressive it is, I suppose. But um ultimately I think we're all of the opinion that the real star of the back line is the guy next to him anyway. But ultimately yeah. if uh, if um he is a good player for Celtic and if somebody comes in with a very good bid, and I'm not talking about the four million or whatever it was that Celtic paid for him, not just getting your money back, but an, making a profit on it, then you then you consider it, but only when and if there's an actual bid tone, and until then, as I say, it's just noise in it. Correct, correct. So, we'll treat it as just noise, Sean, and we'll talk about Hearts at Tynecastle in the Scottish Cup, Sean. Yep. Did that surprise you? <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> no, it did not. Um I agree with Michael Ross, it's possibly the trickiest tie that Celtic could have got. I think, um, I mean, ultimately, right, it doesn't matter. You, that, I know that's what you're going to say, because you said it yesterday, you need to play somebody at some point, usually you need to beat them, You need to, it's a knockout competition or that, and I agree with that. Ultimately, it doesn't matter who or where, although a home tie would have been better, obviously, and I said yesterday, I kind of wanted, like, Cali Thistle, Wraith Rovers, Air United, the winner of Falkirk v Darville, just, just for somebody different. Just, just for something different from the usual Premiership opponents more than anything else, Tony. That's, that was my logic with it. Um, 
But I agree with Michael. Tinker's other ways. The trickiest draw outside the Vibrox away, probably, isn't it? Yeah. And that'll be a rip snorter of a cup tie, won't it? That'll awesome. Be a... <laughs> what, what, what a word. What a descriptor, a rip snorter. <laughs> but it will be, won't it? You, oh, you, aye, you, know, you, can, you can picture that atmosphere right now. It's it's a beer pit and the ingredients will be right for a, a classic Scottish cup tie. Yeah, and I agree with Andrew. It's going to be a tough Tony, game. You get, you get two attitudes towards Hearts at Tinkas. So you get Andrew Gilly, it's going to be a tough game. And you get Will McMillan, Hearts will be pumped. There we go. It's one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> Probably will be one or the other. And remember, yeah. we, Celtic went there early in the season. 4-3, wasn't it? 4-3, yeah. Uh, I mean, under Anspostokoglu. Well, that's what I was going to say, but under under Anspostokoglu, Tony's played them three times just now, right? Uh, up till now. Um, it's not bad reading. I mean, they've played three, one, two, lost one, but the one being his very first league game, in which you'll remember Leo Labada's goal was wrongly disallowed for offside, and then the defending for John Suter's winner was criminal, um, if you remember that as well. Yeah. Uh, but all three games at Tynecastle under Anspostokoglu have had over two and a half goals if you're a betting person, right? Lots of chances created in terms of the underlying stats as well. It wasn't just good finishing, it was lots of chances created. And the last game, you're right, was obviously the seven-goal thriller. Just a day before my birthday, Tony, you'll remember when a certain Greg Taylor popped up with a wee cracking yeah. present for me. So Yeah, correct. That's the, that's the one that springs to mind, isn't it? Uh, that one when... I think I wrote the piece after it, All's Fair and Love and Var, wasn't it? That kind of, had that kind of thrust to it. But yeah, I, I just think that that'll be, as I said, a, a rip's not and a, and a humdinger of a cup tie. It'll be absolutely brilliant because both both sides will go for it because it's, you know, it's uh, Celtic, hopefully, will still be tre- treble uh, contenders at that point because mm-hmm. they'll play Rangers in the League Cup final and hopefully they'll be successful in that, but you'd like to think that if that was the case, that kind of thing will drive Celtic on. Brian Roberts, we've got to beat everybody to win a cup no matter where we play. I said that yesterday, yeah, totally agree, Brian. You've got to play that. And to that note, I was saying bring on Rangers, wasn't I? I said Rangers, uh, mm-hmm. preferably Celtic Park, but if they had to go to Ibrox, so be it. I wasn't particularly perturbed about doing that. But, yeah, it is probably the out with Rangers, the hardest tie Celtic could have got, and Celtic will have more fans in because they'll get a split of that uh, of the tickets, won't they? For Aye, so they're, they're talking. I mean, they, might, they very well might get the full Rosebun, maybe. Rosebun stand, maybe. yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, which will be great. I mean, obviously uh, beneficial. We want an atmosphere, a cup tie, all that kind of stuff. But to be honest, Tony, when I was looking at it scheduling wise, the obvious thing it came up was it's going to be a double header against Hearts because they, they, they play them at home in March 8th and then it's a cup tie against Tynecastle three days later, or maybe four <laughs> days later, depends on what way they do it because the rugby's on that weekend as well at, at Murrayfield. But yeah. beyond that, it's a big couple. I know it's always a big couple of months for Celtic. You don't get a run of a couple of months without big games when, when it's Celtic. But this this next kind of six weeks, yeah, there's a real, there's a real good schedule. It's a real top pressurised schedule. You've got... Obviously, you've got Aberdeen at Parkhead this weekend, which you could argue Aberdeen not in good shape and all of that. But see, after that, right, Fred from February 26th until April the 8th, right, we'll take that wee, that wee spell. You've got a Glasgow Derby Cup final, clearly, uh, to start it all off. You go to Paisley, which is the only place domestically that you've lost. It's then a double header against Hearts, one of which is a knockout tie at Tynecastle. Then it's a trip to Dingwall, which is can be a, it can be a tricky place, Tony. In the past, and then it's a second Glasgow derby, which, although it's a home, which is good, 
at that stage could almost be tantamount to a league decider. They're all going well even when you think about it. Um, I mean, Hibs come to Parkhead as well in that run, which is the least of the worries when you read the rest of it out. But as I say, that's, that's a 42-day spell, so six big, big weeks, Tony. Oh, that's massive, isn't it? And uh, I'll have a huge bearing on where you are, uh, well, obviously treble-wise, but mm-hmm. in terms of your, your league campaign too. But bring it on, I say, Sean. I think somebody Aye, put it's the only way to live. Yeah, I saw put a tweet up last night saying it was a, an interesting 50 days. You've said 42 days, which is obviously. Uh, I think well, f- I think 50 might take you up to the split, but or or might include the Aberdeen game. But I was kind of starting it from the the humdinger, the, yeah. the league cup well, final. But when you put it like that, which my thoughts are yes, come on, yeah. like, let's get let's get into. It. I would I would want it to start tomorrow. I would want the cup final to be tomorrow. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Can only play one game at a time, Brian. But I, I understand. But I'm, I'm excited with that. We bring that on, and I think the players will, will rise to that as well. hundred percent. I, oh, I mean, it's it's why you're at a club like Celtic, or it should be anyway. Yeah. Um, and you know the manager's opinion on it. He'll be saying what I put up there from Brian Roberts. It's one game at a time. But ultimately, if you are, if you were to ask him to, to summarise that six week spell, he'll probably say, "Oh, the title won't be given out at the end of it." First and foremost. But what he will probably say is um, that's why you're at this club. That's yeah. the kind of thing you need to expect. You need to be up for. You need to, you need to embrace it. <laughs> and I don't see that as pressure, Sean. If it is, then it's it's the kind of pressure you want in your career, surely. I see that as going out and you know, doing your job. Do All right, Roy. Roy, Yeah, but that's their job. But that's but their I job. Just, I have to agree with him on that. Yeah, you know, like as he once famously said, it's like praising the postman for delivering your letters. <laughs> you still looking for that card, Sean? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you know what I mean? That that is Celtic players' job. That that's no pressure. That's you embrace that. That starting with Aberdeen on Saturday and then thinking ahead mm-hmm. to to the cup final stuff like that. I, I see if I'm in that dressing room, I'm like, ah, yes, it couldn't come quick enough for myself. And I think this group of players. I think they feel the same way because the manager's got them like that. Yeah, they do take it one game at a time and they do <clears throat> their due diligence on every opponent and respect them. But the manager's always fond of saying if they play the football that they know they're capable of, then they're hard to beat and they're hard to stop. And I, I agree with that. No, same. I, I think it's it's part and parcel of it. You need to be you need to be up for it. Brown Warrior says pressure makes diamonds. Can I say it yeah. better than that? Yeah, of course, and uh, I think Celtic have got a lot of them on their team. Mm-hmm. Uh, just and even I say, say that they're starting eleven and the ones that come on, they've got the that, that squad now is just you no know, peaking at the right time, which the manager always says we want to be better than last season, and he he trains them to be stronger at the business end of the season. So I think Celtic have got everything to look forward to, Sean. Oh, definitely. I mean, Wombat saying the depth is there now, that that also helps because, I mean, there's a couple of questions about Kyogo's injury. It's still no word from the club yet, Tony, no? No, uh, just no no word from the club, but the uh, what's been told is he's getting further scans, isn't he? But mm-hmm. they're still quite uh, confident that, he's a, he, that it'll be positive because he's a quick healer and all mm-hmm. that, and he's... I think they're saying the Aberdeen game might be too soon, but he's certainly got his eye on playing in a cup final against Rangers, mm-hmm. which, as I said yesterday, history repeating itself injured in the run-up to 
the League Cup final and come on, he came on and was the hero. So I'll take that again all day of the week, Sean. I, um, I don't know if you, whether you, would, you should expect an update until the pre-match pressers, to be honest. Um, yeah. Just given the way that it's went previously with, with engine updates like that. But as I said yesterday, I'm not necessarily overly concerned just now unless they say, obviously, the presser that he is going to be out longer term, longer term because he's likely based on... The, I know it's not the same injury necessarily, although it's still his shoulder, but based on the last time when he went off in that 4-0 Glasgow derby when we was shoulder injury, he did make the bench for the next game, which was only a few days later, mm-hmm. um, which was the Real Madrid game. He came on for 20 minutes of that game as well, so it's not like he was just on the bench and didn't come on. So that, that as a precedent, would give you the hope that he might even be in the squad for the weekend. If he's not, I'd expect it probably to die in Maida, start through the middle. Um, and then even that, if it's touch and go, for instance, say, say the presser rolls around on Friday, Naj Postacoglu says, no, he's not making it to Aberdeen, uh, but he's maybe, he's maybe not quite there. I would be hoping that that means that, like he was after that Real Madrid game earlier in the season, he starts the game after it. So that would be the Rangers Cup final. And there's 11 yeah. days. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry, there's two weeks, sorry, between that St Mirren game there and the, the Rangers Cup final. There was 11 days between the Glasgow Derby and the game that he started next, back in September. So, again, for me, without, with, in lieu of Ange Postacoglu saying otherwise, I'm still thinking he'll probably be available for the final, Tony. Yeah, and I, I would take every precaution with him on Saturday, regardless. I, even if it was just for a, a kind of boost to put him on the bench, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't play him. But knowing fine well that I'll be playing him in the cup final, if that's the situation that we find ourselves in, I would put him on the bench and just say to him, look, just let everybody know that you're, you're fit and alive and well. Uh, so, and because if he's not there and he doesn't feature at all, then the rumour mill will go into overdrive, won't it? That he's, he's going mm-hmm. to miss a cup final and all that. So I would be, and I think the manager's got psychology nailed down to T. So uh, if it was me, I would put him on the bench, not play him, and then make sure he was fine and dandy for the final. Mm-hmm. And uh, if that was the case, then if it was 100%, I would, I would certainly play him. But football hey. is a game psychology, as you well know, Sean. So, Lanky67 coming in saying, same as you, Tony. Well, history repeats itself. Q to miss a couple of games, come back for the final, score twice. Um, Carol comes in saying, win the League Cup final, momentum will create a juggernaut through to season's end. You'd argue it's already a juggernaut, Tony, at this point. Yeah, in time. I, I, there's, there's a real juggernaut feeling about the Celtic <laughs> team. And you're getting into that Cup final full of confidence, regardless of the fact that you're playing Rangers. And again, and you know, they'll, they'll be mindful of losing to Rangers at Hamden in that Scottish Cup semi-final, the ones that were there. They won't want to experience that feeling again. And so they'll they'll be all the better for that experience, I mm. I, I would conjecture. And yeah, I and they want to make a, a great defence of their trophy, no better defence of their trophy than retaining it. And it means a lot to them. So yeah, I just, just think the circumstance, and regardless of what happens with Kyogo in terms of his fitness or not. Normally, if your star striker was out and would miss a cup final against Rangers, you would be panic stations. But mm-hmm. I think we've spoken about the strength and depth of the squad that and even the manager said that we can cover these things. Of course, I And this is this is still on the assumption maybe O isn't quite ready for 90 minutes or even yeah. 70 minutes. Um, but 
a frontline of Jota, Maida, Abada doesn't sound half bad, Tony. I think no, if it came to that for the cup final, I would have no problem whatsoever with that being your front three. Yeah, or even Haksabanovic throwing his hat into yeah, the ring right. in, in the next couple of weeks if he gets some game time. So, I, I, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of permutations and options there. Mm-hmm. Should the worst-case scenario play out in Kyogo isn't fit and he can't make it. So, uh, yeah. I'm, But I'm still the silver lining with that one. I just think that will be there. Uh, Derek Crawford saying, we've seen what happened when Greg Taylor kept playing with a shoulder injury. Don't take any chances with yeah, Kyogo. Fair, fair play, yeah. Fair play. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Just don't take any chances with him on Saturday. But put him on the bench for the whole kind of, right, he's still there. He's, he's around the place, you know. And so, yeah. I'm going to throw this one at you, Tony, which, which is on. from Sean Malloy, right? I'm going to just, just throw this one at you. You're dancing around the fact that it shows it was a poor decision to sell Yakimakis, Tony. Well, you know my thoughts on selling Yakimakis. I didn't want him to leave. Hmm. And uh, so, but the decision was made both by the player, the agent, and the club. So he's gone. So you have to move on. Uh, this was something that we were we were getting used to for a while and it became a bit of a saga stroke farce. Wow. So it wasn't something new and they didn't just sell him on a whim on the last day of the transfer window. You have to say that the player himself from his comments when he spoke when he was unveiled at Atlanta seemed to want away, didn't he? Wanted mm-hmm. to play allegedly in a more competitive league. Had his had his thoughts on the Scottish League. So I think if you're taking Jack and Marcus at face value, then you would say that it was he that wanted away and instigated that move and instigated his agent to get him a move to a bigger and better league. So I don't think I don't think Celtic have did anything wrong here. And I wouldn't say the decision was poor. It's just been unfortunate and circumstances led it to look like a an unwise decision considering where that Kyogo's just get injured, but O's in the building, that's his replacement. You know, well, exactly. To, I mean, if you're going to construe I, it that way, that's what I mean. That's what's going to pop. Charlie McGarvey's comment, Yakimakis has been replaced. What's the issue? That's yeah. kind of where I stand on it. He's yeah. gone. You can't select him because he's away. They've brought another striker in. And as I said, even if he's not ready for, for like, say, Startman playing 60, 70 minutes right now or in that cup final, I've no issue with a front three, a Jota, Maida through the middle and, um, and a bad out, right? I think it's a strong front three anyway. Um, so no, I I, uh, I don't think it's dancing around the issue. Uh, would would Jakimakis have made it a wee bit more maybe easy to take that Kyogo got an injury? Probably, but ultimately Charlie's right. They've got a replacement in, and yeah. I would argue Maida was always the kind of third option to play up front anyway. Even though I was saying what about Joey Dawson? What about another yeah, striker or that kind of stuff? But Maida's yeah. always been there and always willing to play through the middle. So and you talk about squad players, Sean. Would you rule out? James Forrest is a bit of a handling specialist doing something and being on the um, bench and coming on. and uh, On the bench, I, I was going to say, I think know, he, he yeah, played, I, he played I the James Forrest from the start card yeah. against, against the Rangers the last time and I don't think it worked. No, but, but I'm he's saying... He's got previous at Hamden, eh? You're, you're right, you're, he's got yeah, previous so at Hamden. If you're talking about the strength and depth and I'm saying taking it right down to, to James Forrest, so, yeah, no problems with Haxaban if it's made on Jota up front. I don't have a problem with that either. So, I... Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I've moved on from George's Jack and Marcus. Had my stay. I hoped he would stay. He didn't. We move on. I said he's, he's not well. He can say it in in the nicest possible way. 
he's kind of yesterday's man now, isn't he? Because he's not at the club. Wish him no, well. I mean that, that's that's exactly it. Aye. So, I, I don't, I don't. Wish uh, him well and all that, but yeah. ultimately, Celtic it's another factor in things now. Correct, without a doubt. So yeah. <laughs> Fast taxi and enjoying motion. That's a point. He doesn't get a shout yet, but you never know. You might see him as B team striker, and it Tony. So yes. Um, I, I, I just thought I'd throw that up, but I don't think it's dancing round it. That no. like it's something that we're not mentioning because, frankly, I never even thought because he's away. Um, yeah. And my first thought was, well, it's either Maida or O if Kyogo can't play. And for me, I think it's probably Maida given that O wasn't presumably ready to play that length of time in, in, in Saturday there. So if he's not ready this Saturday for a start, then I don't think he'll be ready for the cup final for a start. So, and Maida's, Maida's absolutely trusted. He is trusted by Ange Postecoglou, so I think he would start regardless. It's just where he starts. Yes, uh, I think I think Maida is one of your certain starters at this minute in time because he's producing some stuff, isn't he? And he's starting to score goals as well, which pleases you greatly, Sean, doesn't it? It does, yep. Aye. yep. I've got a side bet with, with, a, with a, a pal of mine. And, uh, he's one goal away. One goal yeah, away. he's one goal away because you said he was biggest, didn't he? Yes, it's because I said at the beginning of the season to you that I felt it was a, a dark cost for the top scorer, actually. Yeah. Um, and uh, my pal texts me saying, that's a, that's a ludicrous shoot <laughs> or something. Uh, so it ended up, it resulted in a bet for, I think it's only for a couple of pints and stuff, but um, that he would, he said he'll not even get double figures. And I saw it right away, I'm like, oh, no, he'll get double figures. So we ended up a couple of pints. Is it stake for that? And he's now only one goal away from it, Tony. I'd love him to get that tenth goal in the cup final. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, that, that'd be wonderful. Yeah, and he's and he scored at Hamden the last time he was there, so uh, it's not uh, beyond him. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that'd be a nice way to win your bet. I think, Sean. Uh, the ideal go from Maida in the cup final. Double and whammy, all, and also scored against Rangers the last time at Ibrox as well. So he mm-hmm. he knows what he's doing. Let's put it that way. I think you knew what you were doing when you were putting that bet on as well. So. Maybe not, maybe not the top scorer bet, but the but the pints bet, aye, definitely, definitely the double figures bet. Indeed. Any other business, Sean, that sprung to mind? I don't think so. The Kyogo thing was the the other thing that kept getting brought up. Um, so no, I, th- I think that's us. I think that's probably us. Yep. So we'll have a hope you have a wonderful Saint Valentine's Day trips. There is a, I believe, there's a Celtic players. Reading out Valentine's messages, isn't there? Oh, is there? On, on the on the uh, on the club channel, yeah. I had a wee kind of view of that this morning because it was put up on Twitter, and it's it's very funny. Jota, Joe Hart, Aaron Moy, Rio Atati, Dyson Maida, eh, Callum McGregor, Greg Taylor. They're all reading out love messages. Oh, that's good. They got mine then, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our, our Valentine messages or love messages, as they said, uh, from various. Supporters and it is, is quite funny. It should I would uh, was it already up? Is it already up? Already up. I would urge you to have a look at me. Yeah, it's quite funny. You'll you'll enjoy the content in that, especially especially one with Joe Hart. He's just kept no answer to it really. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Cameron Carter Vickers features as well. So yeah, it's uh, quite a lot of the squad uh, and they're having a laugh. I think somebody even asked Aaron White to sing the Daddy Cool song at one point. <laughs> you know Aaron Moyes like he's a quiet man he gives him a couple of bars and then says that's dreadful isn't it <laughs> it's like, but uh, no it's all it's, it'll put put a smile on your face on Valentine's Day let's just say that so 
I'll just say direct you to the giveaway. Get involved, guys. You have to get involved in this. Two tickets up for grabs for Celtic Rangers League Cup final, February 26th at Hamden. Hopefully myself and Sean will be there. And if we are there and you do win those tickets, please say hello, introduce yourself and uh, say hello. And we'll say thank you for subscribing. And we thank you to all our subscribers. Couldn't do it without you. We thank you for your comments. We love the interaction. As you see, we like a good laugh as well. But we take our football seriously and we, we talk about it with the club that we love. And also we say thank you. And sorry, I meant to say that it's open to both new and existing subscribers. If you're a new subscriber, it'll cost you a pound for three months of full access to everything that we do on the website. And if you're an existing subscriber, just fill out the form that you get in your email inbox and hopefully you get that forum so i'm seeing a bit of trouble but check your junk mail folders check everything if not get in touch with either myself or sean and we'll try and sort that out and get you that form in time yeah. the draw is going to be made at midnight on the 20 sorry the draw will be made on the 23rd of february you've got until midnight on the 22nd of february or 11:59 on the 22nd <laughs> of february to get those forms in it's a fabulous prize you can see celtic and rangers contest the first showpiece final of the season and we also say thank you to Seneca who sponsor the Celtic Way Morning Briefing which is now sponsored by Seneca Medical Group and Seneca the number one hair transplant company in Europe and they offer innovative hair restoration treatments you can find out more about Seneca via the links in the description of this video that's been a wonderful over a half hour bromance there Sean we've enjoyed that haven't we uh, yes, I hope you've enjoyed it as well. Thanks for the comments. We'll do it all again tomorrow. Have a terrific Tuesday. It's Tuesday, isn't it? Yeah, it's Tuesday. Yes, it is Tuesday, yeah, bye. And hopefully come back and you'll have a, a wonderful Wednesday. All right, guys, but take care and have a wonderful day. Cheers, Tony. Cheers, guys.